0: everybody, welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host Curtis, with me as always is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way?
1: It's nice out. It's 55 degrees, so it's a little cooler. Nice. And I was just in California and it was in the 30s to 50s and it was beautiful out. Nice. So, Yeah. So what's it like your way?
0: Well, it's 8 degrees Celsius, which is around 47 Fahrenheit, I think. And it's cloudy, but no rain or snow or anything, so.
1: are you still wearing shorts?
0: Uh, yeah, I went to get some groceries, and I did grab some shorts with me, so.
1: Good for you. Yeah. Because why not?
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, like, I find if I'm moving around a lot, shorts are just better, because then my legs can breathe Mm -hmm. a bit more so as silly as it may sound it's like in that some ways silly. easier to just you know just do, do that so
1: we also have like i think you know we have like the regular body temperature and then we have like whether we're cold natured or hot natured mm-hmm. like i tend to be, get cold but you probably tend to like be warmer right so oh
0: i'm like nuclear warm like yeah, yeah.
1: like all, i'm all my partners cold.
0: have been like You're, like, radiating heat. I'm like, oh. Okay.
1: Oh, that's the best, though. Yeah. If you radiate heat. Because then I'm like, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, this is why it's so hard to get rid of girlfriends. Because it's like, they're like, but I'm losing my heat source. I'm like, it's bad. But, uh, yeah. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls. uh, And, in particular, the 18th episode of Season 5, which is called To Live and Let Diorama. Which is a play on a James Bond title, To Live and Let Die.
1: So. Yep. Also one of the best James Bond songs ever.
0: And, yeah. And a bit of an oddball movie, but still nonetheless fun. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, this is the... It's with
1: Timothy Dalton, isn't it?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. He did two, I think. Uh, I think he only did one, I want to say. Uh, oh, yeah, because Goldmine was Pierce Brosnan.
0: Oh, no, uh, *Living and Let Die was with Roger Moore.
1: Oh, that was his last one, wasn't it, I think? It
0: was, it was one of his later ones, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, written by Daniel Palladino. Really? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a I little... didn't write down any off-color jokes, so I'm a little surprised.
0: He he, <laughs> he clothed it up a little bit. And, funny enough... <laughs> This episode was directed by the actor who plays Jackson.
1: Oh, you're kidding, really? No. Was he in this episode? He's in the next one, but is he in this one? Like, I did he don't do s- Duty?
0: I don't think so. I don't think he was.
1: That's pretty was, cool.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nice. So,
1: yeah. Go actor that plays Jackson. Yeah. Has he directed other stuff?
0: I don't think that much. No. Like I don't think he's a huge Hollywood director, but he does some stuff. Let's see. Uh, I I
1: have even more respect for that role than ever. I'm reading the um, the uh, Ron Howard book. It's called The Boys. It's actually he and his brother both talking about like because they've both been in movies and TV since like they were infants, basically.
0: Clint Howard is one of my favorite actors ever. He's great
1: oh yeah he's great like he talks about being on star trek and stuff like the whole thing is really fascinating i'm only like halfway through but just the amount of you need to be so good at so many things to be a director like i that i have yeah. so much respect for that job because it's you have to manage people and have a good eye for things and i mean it's really it drove home even more so like how much stuff they have to do simultaneously you have to be a multitasker
0: yeah yeah
1: so so go jackson er, actor and clint <laughs> howard
0: has like a little bit of a, a horror movie streak in him including uh oh one, yeah one of the dumbest horror movies ever the ice cream man where he plays an uh, ice cream man that makes ice cream with dismembered people in them it's a terrible I think movie talks about that. oh really i think it's yeah. like one of the movies he's most known for which is funny if you ever watch uh, Joe Bob Briggs, he had uh, him on for uh, an episode and talked to him. And he's just a really interesting guy. Like,
1: Is that a podcast?
0: Uh, it, no, it's Joe Bob watches two movies. It's like a double feature. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of interviews people and does like behind the scenes stuff on movies. And... Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
1: I'm listening to the audio book and they both narrate it. And it's really good. They both do a great job. Because you know, some people like like they like when I had the gasoline book, they're like, Well, do you want to narrate it? Or we can hire some like an actor to do it. I was like, Hire the actor to do it. Like there's no there's no way I can do it that good. Um, uh and they have me reading the intro, and then they had an actress uh read the book and she's really good. So like whenever like an author reads a book i'm like ooh, let's see how this goes but i fear because it's ron and clint howard they know what they're doing and absolutely they do a great job in the audiobook
0: i was just thinking it'd be really funny if somebody thought that was your real voice but it's
1: the actress oh i am totally okay with people thinking that the actress is my real voice (laughs) because she's really good like so now when i when i listen like we're our own worst worst critic right so like when i listened to the intro it was like oh oh, and then when i listened to her Mm. Um, do the audiobook, I was like, This is amazing. But yeah, it was painful hearing Fine. Yeah. But yeah But I like listening to ours because we just laugh the whole time and that makes me happy. There you go. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh Stars Hollow's oldest resident dies and leaves his house to the town. So that was that was something. Um and uh, you kind of get the impression, oh, well, like, yeah, Luke's, Luke's up to some shady stuff. He's got a bit of an ulterior motive for volunteering to help turn the house yeah. into a museum. The
1: first time you watched this, did you figure out the ulterior motive? Because I had no clue.
0: No, I didn't, know.
1: Okay. Yeah. I that, that surprised me. I was like, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just very out of character for Luke, I feel like. Have, it really is that but that's
1: the, that's a daniel Palandino writing right yeah like somebody does something in shifty
0: yeah uh and uh we get the return of dean uh who Yay. basically tells luke like you gotta be careful when you're dating a gilmore girl
1: because they always want more or something i'm like um because they have standards
0: <laughs> yeah like
1: you know right like they up. have boundaries
0: i'm like Dean, you you were in a marriage and you cheated. Like I don't think I don't think the Gilmore girls are the problem here. I think it's you that's the problem.
1: <laughs> right, let's let's get real, Dean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was the whole let's time I'm your like, your own behavior. but that definitely seems like a narcissist right to like kind of blame somebody else for their problem right yeah
1: right well i'm doing a little bit of gasoline at luke like you know they always want more and you're gonna be setting yourself up you know and 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 he's also like alluding like you know you and i like he's trying to compare himself to luke like put him in the same category and i'm like oh no dean you and luke are very different yeah like i saw him trying to do that he's like we and i'm like what do you mean we Mm -hmm. there's nothing in common between you and and luke yeah
0: um yeah so uh and then also to uh lorelei's doing an interview to kind of get some publicity for the inn and yeah ends up she said some uh, things about emily that are not that nice
1: but so i i don't know if this was just dropped or what but the last thing i remember is that, that Lorelai calls the reporter again and says can you just strike the whole thing and that was the end of the episode right yeah okay I didn't know if I missed something but it wasn't so that was it so we just assumed that the article got dropped okay yeah. I thought it was kind of a weird ending it just kind of ended I think
0: it was supposed to show that like maybe Lorelai's grown a little bit and she's like okay with you know not having those things published about Uh, her mom, but at the same time, too, I'm like, eh, it just seemed, like, excessive for her to say something like that.
1: Well, I think, also, she has a trusting nature, and, you know, she... When she talked to um Rory, because Rory knows like how journalism works, and like you never assume that something's off the record. You always assume everything's on the record and is up for publication. Yeah. Um. And even if you like like when I um to my undergrad degree is telecom, and I would never, I refuse to do off the record with people. Like people say this is off the record. I'm like I don't do off the record. So you know, either it's part of the story or. You know, use your exercise, your judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, because usually what happens is they say off the record, then they drop some, some, you know, huge piece of information that you need. Um, So you always say to them, nope, don't do off the record. Um, So you see that like when Lorelai was talking to Rory, she refers to the, the um, reporter as her friend. Mm -hmm. And then the reporter, when she's talking to her on the phone, Lorelai says, oh, yeah, because we're friends. And she's like, yeah, we're not friends. Like, yes. Lorelai has this trusting thing that people are always going to do right by her. Um, and and that was not the case. You know, mm-hmm. the the reporter, she sees a good hook in a story. She's going to use it.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I'm not saying that was right, though. I mean, there are a lot of reporters who probably would not have gone with that angle. Um, mm,
0: yeah. Also, too, like... I was just thinking as, like, someone who's a journalist, like, what's the point of the angle of, like, talking about your in, but also, like, putting in something about her mom? Like, I don't know, it just seemed like there's there's nothing really to get out of that for the journalist.
1: I guess. I mean, it was a plot point. I mean, like, I don't, I wouldn't see the benefit of that, and I wouldn't want Emily Gilmore to be on my, you know, I wouldn't be on her bad side. Yeah. Um obviously this person is not familiar with emily gilmore no um but yeah because otherwise she would not be writing that so no um yeah i don't think that that would have been a thing unless emily gilmore is someone of renown or infamy i could see that being part of it because then you go okay well Lorelai. Gilmore is the daughter of Emily Gilmore you know star of mm-hmm. but Emily Gilmore even though yeah you know, like they have stature and they have social stature in the community I don't get the impression that she's like well known outside of her town
0: yeah it just seemed very odd I guess I don't know it like was the... A plot, right? yeah
1: the plot device
0: yeah so yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh yeah. Uh We also there's a bit of a thing where Lane thinks that Zach is cheating on her with the music store owner. Carol King. Yeah, which is just like
1: I'd be like, if you want to be a Carol King, you can be with Carol King, because she's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Also, I don't think she would ever be with Zach because it's it's,
1: it's Zach. <laughs> she just taste in that. Yeah. So her mom went to my church, and she and Carol King is is a super nice person. So I just want to say that that she, she Thanks. I know she portrays somebody that's a little crabby on the show. She's super nice. That's awesome. So, yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, yeah, there was like a little bit of drama with Rory and Paris and their boyfriends, and I don't know, it's just.
1: Which yeah, you know, we say this on Words and Love: just communicate yeah
0: yeah it felt like it was just kind of wasting some time to be honest like I, I, yeah it kind of felt like they were writing the episode and as they were writing it they're like we need something for rory to do and for paris to do and i'm like do we really like like can we just like i'm of the belief that if there's really nothing to do with their characters just leave them out but of course there's contracts and stuff and you have to do something with these characters but it just felt like that was just there to, I guess, you know, just kind of spin the wheels, more or less. So, mm-hmm.
1: Is this the first time we've had Paris, Rory, and Lane all in one shot communicating? Like they're getting drunk at the thing?
0: At no, because she was living together with them for a bit there.
1: Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah uh yeah and i mean i guess paris did have like a pretty big breakdown which was pretty fun because i don't know just paris kind of just has this baseline anxiety but when mm-hmm. she has a breakdown like this it's i mean it's kind of like traumatizing to watch but you're also like this mm-hmm. is kind of interesting right. so
1: yeah um the, the nanny shows up the next episode right that's not this one
0: yeah i think it's like the next episode okay. okay um yeah so uh who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode
1: i thought paris actually did a good job with what she was given i i think i've seen over the seasons we're on what season six yeah Versus five six um i think that uh is it eliza veal Lies of a
0: while, yeah.
1: Like wow, thank you. <laughs> um, I I've noticed that over time you see her develop as an actress, and I think that um, I have started putting her on my best list when she used to be on the worst. Now some of it's the material she's given, um, mm-hmm. it's not great, but I thought that she did a good job, kind of playing that like you're like you're you're on the edge uh but she and she needs to do it a little campy because of the show but she didn't do it overly so and i thought that would have been really easy to tip into just farce and and she did a pretty good job and the worst one uh, is zach because zach
0: yeah pretty much
1: (laughs) was he even did he even talk to her? was this when he did his reveal of why he's with carol king or or that was next episode
0: i think it might have been the next episode
1: okay so just the fact that he appears in this, that was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and also I want to say Taylor, but I'm like, you know what? I really don't like um, Taylor. And so that me, probably means the actor's doing a good job. So I didn't go there. But mm-hmm. What were your best and worst? Uh,
0: my, the best? Uh, I, I guess I would probably go with I mean it wasn't like a whole lot of great ones I mean yeah I guess I'm having a hard time there wasn't really like I mean aside from Paris I think Paris is probably the best one like I don't know oh,
1: you're on the same page yeah. yeah I was like
0: thinking about it I was like was there anything else I'm like not really like everyone else's performance felt, felt a little flat this episode but mm-hmm. I mean again,
1: I don't know if the material they had was great
0: yeah, that too. I also just feel like it also could partially just be chalked up to the fact that I don't know. I think Liza Wilde in Paris, uh, like there was just a lot of good material for her this episode, mm-hmm. and even though her plot point wasn't the most excited, felt like it was trading water. At least she kind of made it a little more interesting than it could have been. So right. Um, right. and then worse. I mean, we got a lot of characters we don't like in this episode, including Dean and Zach. <laughs> uh and i want to say zach yeah, I too i would also
1: say dean for worst as well well I that's a, I, i'm zach gonna say dean
0: worse. because zach zach is not great but dean dean and his like whole like you, can, you, you just can't trust the gilmore blah. i'm like ah, dude i just i can't with you. See, but is
1: it is it jared padalecki or is it or is it the material or i think it it's just a bit like of both overall we have overall dean hate
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, but yeah, I don't think he does much with the material. Okay. So.
1: Now he must have already been on Supernatural at this point, right? Uh. Well, I show. think
0: Supernatural. When did that start? I think it was like, like seven. Uh, Supernatural. I'm looking it up. Real time research. 2005. You're breaking
1: and, open the Google.
0: Okay. Yeah. 2005, and so. So he, he was doing
1: double yeah well, I'm pretty sure this is he on double shows for a while hmm?
0: I don't think so I think this might have been his last episode uh, yeah because I know like his last after... significant like role was the one where he sees Rory with um, Logan in them Which I I would have been happier if they just left it there i didn't need him coming back like this it just felt odd
1: it felt like it was exposition that could have been uh yeah i felt like they were just giving him something well i don't know It just
0: i they were probably like we we need someone to like give luke this little bit of doubt and yeah they're probably like
1: can't let them be happy
0: but, like, it would have been interesting if, like, they brought back Max or something. Like, I would have thought that would have been more interesting if right. like, they ran to Max or something. Or, um, what was the guy from season four that she was with that was working with her dad? The
1: the guy with the dog that didn't move?
0: Yeah. Like, uh...
1: uh oh. What was his name?
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Digger. Dude.
1: Digger, yeah. What yeah. was his real name?
0: Jason. Scott? That's a, yeah, it. Yeah. Jason, Jason.
1: That's it. Jason.
0: Yeah. Jason. <laughs> so it would have been nice if like they brought that back one of those characters i felt like bringing back dean just kind of felt weird i don't know
1: it felt it felt like oh yeah he's still around but where has he been too? like why haven't you shown up in the other shots dean <laughs> you know yeah it was just so random like where's he been hiding out at yeah no kidding and he's just so bitter it just was not a yeah you just i don't know
0: yeah so like you back... made some
1: choices in your life, Dean. He
0: mm-hmm. does come back one more time.
1: Oh, lucky yeah. Yes.
0: yeah, but <laughs> it's in the revival, so it's not in the mainline show. So.
1: Oh, really? Okay, so not in the regular show. Okay. Yeah. No. no
0: not, not. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, and
0: what was your favorite reference from this episode?
1: Um, I like the the reference to the Maxwell tape ad. So. There's a, um, that's when Paris is on the couch and she's kind got of, or the, on the chair and she's kind of slouching. There's a great ad from the 80s basically showing Maxwell tape and how accurate their, um, their sound is. So I'll just let people Google it. But I thought mm-hmm. that was a really cute reference because it's a great ad. It's like one of those ads that once you see it, you're like, that is an ad. Yeah. So. Do you know which one I'm talking about? You made, that was way before your time. Yeah,
0: I, I it's a little over my head, but okay
1: um or is it memorex No, you want know that was memorex not maxwell do they okay. say maxwell
0: i think I, I can't remember
1: i think they said maxwell it should be memorex memorex no yeah so memorex is the guy in the chair
0: okay so um, it's supposed
1: to be memorex maybe i just wrote it down wrong i wrote down maxwell tape ad so i don't know why i wrote down maxwell but yeah it's a memorex ad they probably said Memorex, I just wrote it down wrong.
0: Mm. So their
1: whole thing was, is it live or is it Memorex? And then there's a famous ad from that time when he's listening to stereo and he's sitting in a chair. So
0: that's funny. Yeah. Um. Memorax. Let's see. Any? Uh... And look up
1: Carol King too if you haven't, or go see the Broadway show Beautiful. Yeah. Um. She is quite the prolific songwriter. Has written a lot of songs that you may not be aware that she wrote.
0: Um. Oh, uh, there was like one of the diorama scenes used. Basically, was kind of like uh, it was using a scene from two thousand and one Space Odyssey. It was very. Oh very, really? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's a that's a great movie. Great little top tier reference there.
1: Oh, and then we have a Star Wars reference in the next episode. So yeah, on the sci-fi thing. mm
0: Hmm. I think it's maybe Jackson, because I, I get the impression, impression oh. the guy that plays Jackson's probably a bit of a geek. Not in a bad way, but he probably threw yeah, in a couple of references. The... Right. Um, cool. Behind the scenes trivia for this episode. There is a few. Uh, This was Dean's last episode because he had to be written out of the show for the pilot for Supernatural. Yay. So, yeah, go Supernatural. Saved us from more Dean. Oh,
1: yeah. Go right off in the sunset team. <laughs>
0: uh, so he just
1: left with negative five.
0: Yeah, he's he's in the red, leaving us in the red. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what
1: was your favorite quote?
0: What was my favorite quote? Um, there was one where Lane says, "I've had it. I'm getting to the bottom of this," and then Paris said, "Spank his bottom." <laughs> I could laugh at that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, That's great um
0: yeah.
1: i like the one where where um everybody's kind of taking you know like days where kirk's gonna sleep at their oh, place yeah. and then he he just goes i don't i don't want to be a bird and i was like so there, there's a couple parts to this one is that that he's like he's been couch surfing for a while now so for him to say at this point i don't want to be a burden but he's been doing this since like you know it sounds like it's been a while like a few weeks yeah um it seems kind of silly saying now like i don't want to be a burden mm-hmm. um and then but then there's also this common theme that people feel like they're a burden to people i think particularly when depression sets in yeah. that people can feel like they're a burden to other people Um, So I thought it kind of, it kind of touched. And I could also see Kirk feeling the other way that he doesn't really feel comfortable having to do this, but yet circumstances necessitate that he does this. Well, he also, felt like he was kind of torn.
0: He moved out from his mom and maybe his mom said something like, you're just going to be a burden to others or something. And so maybe like, maybe he's got some little bit of gaslighting or something.
1: Yeah. Like to manipulate him into staying or whatever. And then she probably doesn't let him back in. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Taylor and Emily, so on the psych note, they're they're mean, but they're mean in different ways.
0: Yeah. Like Emily's mean to get what she wants, but Yeah. I think there's uh, a different motive. Yeah. Taylor's just mean, I think, to like assert his dominance. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah.
0: Um also dude, there was the, a great the
1: Emily meanness was scarier to me.
0: I think so too, because like, you know that she's doing it because she wants something and you generally know that what she mm-hmm. wants is probably not good for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's also a great line where Rory, or Luke says Rory was a kid Dean. She grew up, she moved on Accepted. I was like, yeah, that's great. Put Dean in his place.
1: Yeah. That's like the audience. Yeah. Except if you're team Dean.
0: <laughs> there's people who are still team Dean and I'm like, how can you? This,
1: I would this, like to talk to those people and find out what is it about him that that is appealing.
0: Yeah, I I have many a questions. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, behind the scenes trivia. Oh yeah, we talked on that. Uh, mental health observations. Was there any from this episode?
1: Just the um, just the thing about Emily and. Taylor being similar in some ways, but also very different with their motivations for being jerks. Um, And I think just the open communication relationships. If someone's not calling you and you're concerned about them, well, yeah, there's that time period where you go, maybe, you know, let me just see. And then, or you could just call them. And it's very normal after you get together and you know in the beginning there's butterflies maybe and you go through that romantic stage of relationship and then there's a normal kind of pulling back sometimes before commitment and so you may have a partner that um you talk to every day and also there's a day where you don't talk to them and people can get anxious about especially if you have um, anxious attachment um it can feel like people can feel like they're going to die if they don't hear from the person um, that can be really a very real feeling sensation. Um, or someone's avoidant. They may feel like uh, avoidant attachment. They may feel like uh, they're getting too close to someone, so they have to reel it in. Um, secure attachment, which is kind of what you want to strive for, is where you're like, you know what? We're doing okay. You know, if this relationship doesn't work out, I'll be sad for a little bit, but I'll be fine. Um, and, you know, if I got a question, I'll just call the person and ask. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, we find out next episode why she hasn't heard from Doyle, why Paris hasn't heard her.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you give this episode a score of?
1: I give it a six. It was, eh. I think, the material they had was blah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'll give it a five out of ten. Mm, it's I probably it's, lean
1: more towards your five.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a very bland episode. It feels like there's not a whole lot going on.
1: And there's not a lot of meat to it yeah
0: yeah and aside from like Paris's good performances I felt like everyone else was just kind of like I don't know kicking into autopilot in this episode if that makes sense so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say yeah and I didn't particularly like this episode so mm-hmm. cool uh, well Steph is over at stephanie Sarkis.com. guest lighting is the book and talking brains this is our other podcast and I'm over at three where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.